With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, I, I want to actually, I, I'm glad I, I caught that part of, of Hannity's show because I, I really try to come in and, and look at the news and what are the news stories everybody's so fixated on. They're missing all the other news stories. And I think what I really want to do before I, I go to any of the national headlines is focus on the story that happened yesterday because I intentionally and willfully refused to cover the story yesterday. I was wondering if there was more there there. There appears not to be more there there. So now I definitely think it's worth talking about. That is the, uh, what is it, Fiserv, Fiserv building in Alpharetta. That's the financial services employer yesterday. I, I, one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about this is because I, I did an entire opening monologue yesterday on, on mass hysteria and moral panic. And here is a situation yesterday that a business was evacuated uh, because of an active shooter report. Uh, the whole place on lockdown, employees being evacuated, a floor-by-floor -floor search, and there was nothing um, there, there was, there, there was no one there. I, I, I think people are still trying to figure out what exactly happened. Um, I'm afraid though, in the process of this, now there is a word coming out and there is, uh, an effort I suspect to punish two employees who really should be, uh, praised for their response instead of condemned and and it's it's unfortunate i think to see the local media now piling on here thankfully they're they're leaving their names out of the news right now but this is it it's galling to see this reaction two employees in the building now here's the situation uh, at this employer yesterday up in alpharetta the building goes on lockdown. There is an active shooter on the premises. Police show up to try to evacuate the people that they have in the building. They do not know where the shooter is. He is presumably roaming the floors looking for people to kill. That is the scenario. That is what you are confronted with. A lot of the employees trying to get out of this building yesterday in Alpharetta 
the police trying to get people out. And there were some people because of where they were on the building on, on upper floors, they couldn't get out shelter in place. I guess wait for the gunman to come get you. Well, two employees apparently were armed. And when the police came, they were detained. They were thankfully were not shot by the police. They, they took enough appropriate steps to make sure the police understood that they were not the bad guys. They were there protecting themselves and also other people. And I think that's important. And it's really ridiculous to me today to see members of the media out now, essentially running stories, trying to get these two people fired. (gasps) this property you're not allowed to have guns on the property the employer says no 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 it's in the employee manual you're not allowed to have guns on this property what are you going to do we want to know we've reached out to find out are you going to fire these two people who had the the audacity to try to protect themselves and their co-workers i mean what a time to be alive okay let's concede for a moment that the employer says no firearms allowed i guarantee you they're not the only two people with guns I guarantee you they are not the only two people who in that building, in that employer, carry firearms to protect themselves. They are the two who were brave enough to take a stand and try to protect themselves and their coworkers. And now you've got members of the media actively pushing the story to see if they get fired. It's really, really disturbing to me how the media has become so activist on a lot of these issues. This this is not otherwise a report. It would be a report if the media just reported that these two people had, had been, uh, two people had been detained and they turned out not to be the shooter. They were detained because they had firearms. But that's not where the story ended. The story had to continue with an activist angle that this employer doesn't allow their employees to have firearms. We obtained copies of the employee manual of this company, and the employee manual says they're not allowed to have firearms. And because they're not allowed to have firearms, we've decided we need to inquire to see if these two employees are going to be fired by their employer. Will the employer live up to to the employee handbook? Personally, I think the whole rule is nuts. But the, the level of shaming that's going on here is, I, I'm, I'm offended by it. I am personally offended by it. Because in the 21st century in the United States of America, it is unfortunately common that stuff like this is happening. You know, this goes hand in hand, I think, the, the, the activist component of the story. It's not enough to be reported that two people were um, were there on the premises they were detained by police because they had firearms but they were determined not to be the shooter it's one thing to report that that's a relevant news story i think i think it's very relevant because in this day and age there there are lots of people who do carry for personal protection and it is a very 20th and late 20th 21st century thing for people more and more carrying firearms i know a lot of people who carry for personal protection these days have people in my family who do people in my very close family who are always armed given the the problems my family has had with security. And I know a lot of people in my church who, I mean, you, you try to come into my church. I think probably uh, one out of every three people in my church is packing heat. And for the media to go beyond that, 
to go into this activist angle of, well, the employee, we got a copy of the employee handbook and this is they're They're not allowed to do this. So we're reaching out to the employer to find out if they're going to fire the employee who is there trying to protect the other employees when they're told there's an active shooter on the hall. They didn't try to run. They didn't try to flee. They're there protecting themselves and others around them. They're the bad guys, though. They're the bad guys. This it is it is deeply offensive to me that the media would take an angle like this. And, and and thankfully, they're not naming the two individuals. I'm really surprised that the two individuals were not named by the media to shame them for daring to exercise any level of courage. I'm I'm really, really, really surprised that they didn't go that next step. But this 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 goes along with this other ridiculous story of the day about the actor Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, you know, is, is Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxies and Avengers series. And he was in Parks and Rec. Chris Pratt was seen wearing a Gadsden flag. It was actually an American flag that had the Gadsden snake and, and motto over it. You know, don't tread on me. And a reporter for Vice, a blue check marked reporter for Vice, the, the left-wing publication and HBO docuseries producers, was offended that Chris Pratt would wear a shirt that was associated with white nationalists. And it became a huge story overnight that Chris Pratt was wearing a, a white supremacist T-shirt because this one blue check marked reporter had the ear of so many other reporters and they began the witch hunt on Chris Pratt. And it's, it's not a white supremacist. By the way, I'm noticing a lot of progressives are looking at symbols that uh, white nationalists have tried to co-opt. They have tried to co-opt the Gadsden flag. They have tried to co-opt the Betsy Ross flag, inarguably so. But progressives are, instead of saying, hey, we need to take these back, we should be flying them too, or saying, oh, we can't fly this anymore. These, these are bigoted symbols now because they never really wanted the symbols to be. They, they don't like the Gadsden flag to begin with because uh, small government Tea Party groups have long flied the Gadsden flag. A lot of people who believe in individual liberty have. So they've been looking for an opportunity to say, oh, this is white supremacist. Anyone who flies this is racist. Well, now they're attacking Chris Pratt. And finally, you got members of the media stay in wait to say, this is Chris Pratt. He's no he's no white nationalist. And some reporters say, oh, but he's a bigoted Christian. He goes to a real Bible-believing church. He's got to be a homophobe. It's okay to attack him. By the way, I, I, I'm told by people who know that he's a very nice guy. Um, and it's it's ridiculous to be attacking him because he's wearing a shirt that has a 200-year-old symbol of the American Revolution on it, and yet the media is swept into activist mode, constantly swept into activist mode by this stuff. They're being swept into activist mode by this Reuters polling as well that shows the president's support among Republicans has gone up after his tweet on Sunday when it's obvious to me if you delve into the polling, it has everything to do with tribalism. The The Democrats are attacking the president now because of the tweet, so Republicans have his back. Also, by the way, a, a significant portion of, America, of Republicans don't actually like the tweet, but they, they support the president because he's under attack. In the same way, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's polling has gone up among Democrats because the president's attacking her. And yet the media is so into this whole white nationalism, racism angle that that's the way they've got to do it. I long for the day when the media focused on the facts and was not out to be activists. And the, this, this fist-serve story in Alpharetta plays into that. It wasn't enough that the media reported what happened. They've now got to go try to chase people out of their jobs and have them punished for daring to be brave on the job. We should need more people like that, less people like the way the media is behaving. For many of us, we got blinds in our house. You got blinds. Blinds become an afterthought. You just think, eh, they're there. 
They're in place of curtains, they're what have you, they're shutters, they're, some of them are plastic, some of them are wood, some of them are cheap, some of them aren't good, and now you want new blinds, you want quality blinds, you want blinds that you can be proud of, blinds that aren't just dust collectors, but something that actually improves your home and improves the look of your home. With 15 million windows covered and over 30,000 five-star customer reviews, Blinds.com is America's number one online retailer for affordable, quality custom window coverings. Whether you're looking for energy efficiency, you just moved, you want to refresh the look of your home, Blinds.com makes the whole experience so easy and fast. Blinds.com makes the whole experience easy and fast, and every order gets free samples, free shipping, and free online design consultation. So here's what you do. You send them your pictures of your house. They send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will look good with your color scheme, your furniture, specific rooms. They'll even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online, and every order gets free shipping. So what do you do for a limited time? My customers, my listeners, get $20 off at Blinds.com when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. That's Blinds.com. Promo code is ERIC for $20 off. Fullwood blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, and more. Blinds.com. Promo code ERIC. Rules and restrictions apply. It is Eric Erickson here, and the phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I want to talk about... The other implications of this Chris Pratt story, it it seems like such a minor story that the media would run a story on Chris Pratt wearing a T-shirt with a don't tread on me and decide he's a white supremacist, only to have now Aaron Blake at the Washington Post write an article saying, hey, hey, reporters, stop doing this. This gives conservatives the ability to pounce on us and say we're, we're overreacting to everything. But they are overreacting to everything. Uh, look at the story about Ariel, the, um, the oh, what is it? The Disney character, the Little Mermaid, that a, a non-white person is going to be cast. And three anonymous people on Twitter were upset about it. It became a big story about white supremacists. Uh, now there's the story about the woman who's going to be in the Daniel Craig James Bond. She will be a black female, double O. And racists are outraged when there are maybe two or three people who are upset about that. This is the thing the media does now. They find three or four trolls on the Internet who are anonymous and use those tweets to build entire stories about how much of the country is racist. And now they're doing that with an actor and they do it with an actor and suddenly, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, we can't do this. This is going to make us look unserious. Well, yeah, you're already unserious. The fact that you're only just now noticing it is part of the problem. Tom in Gwinnett County, welcome to the evening news. How are you? Hey, Eric. How's it going? Good. Yeah, um, you know, seriously, those people that are trying to get those people fired up in Alpharetta, you need to actually name those reporters and also call them and invite them to come onto your show to defend their position. The more times that people do this, then it'll, it'll slowly either people will realize that these people are not credible why am I paying money to uh, to read and look at their garbage? The same way with what went on in the House of Representatives over the president. You know, the word racist is used, thrown around so much with the improper definition that it's people now just, you know, it's they ignore it. Tom, everything is racism. Fr- Didn't you know that? Didn't you get the memo, Tom? Well, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously not. And yeah. uh, it's funny because I get that, uh, you know, my biggest thing is when I get accused of that, oh, really? I am. Well, maybe you need to talk to my uh, Spanish wife. 
she may have a take on that that you may not agree with. And <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, I, I, I and, go back and forth on, on the, the naming, shaming aspect of it, because I think it's a relevant story. Um, but I also know that there are sometimes reporters who they don't mean to do it. And I, I, I have in the past blown up a couple of reporters pretty significantly and they didn't mean to do it or it was their editor who who changed the story and and they got blamed for it and and i felt bad about it Uh, i definitely think it's worth worth calling out when these reports happen um but i always i I go back and forth on the naming and shaming aspect because that's what the left does they want to name and shame people and i want you to know this is going on out there but i don't necessarily want to ruin someone's career over it some 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 careers need to be ruined and and yeah, if, if they're really egregious about it, but not all of them. Some people mean well; they're just caught up in the herd. Like the, this face app thing. Have any of you used this face app? Yesterday, I got on Instagram. You should follow me on Instagram, by the way, at E W Erickson. E W E R I C K S O N. You should go follow me on Instagram. It, it is the the one place I am not. Uh, I, I don't do politics on Instagram. It, it's my cooking pictures, my photography. I'm taking my kid to New York this weekend. There'll be lots of pictures of New York City. Uh, you can go follow me there, EWRX. So I had a ton of friends. I turned it on. I was like, what, what, what the heck happened? Has Instagram deployed some new filter? All these pictures of all my friends taken where they had been digitally aged. I mean, and it's still happening. I'm still getting pictures of friends who have been digitally aged on Instagram. I thought, what is this phenomenon? And I, and I started looking. And I mean, I had dozens and dozens of friends. And some of you have done it. Because I, I, I follow some of you. You follow me. I follow you. And some of you have, have this digital aging. And it's, a, it's an app. You can get it on Google or for an iPhone. It's called FaceApp. Well, do you know what FaceApp is? This is, see, it's not just reporters and others who can get caught up in, in herds. People started doing this and other people decided to do it. It's a Russian app put together by a company that appears to be affiliated with the Russian government and you're allowing them to do high scan resolutions of your face with your camera phone and send those back to the Kremlin there you well St. Petersburg technically but yeah they're they're doing a a a picture of your face with your fantastic HD camera on your phone they're sending it back to their servers in in uh, Russia where they're putting it on a computer and digitally aging it and sending you back the picture. In addition to it being a Russian company that's doing this, if you actually read the license for the app, you're giving them a license in perpetuity to use your picture of you. They now have a commercial interest in perpetuity to use your face because you use the app. And so many people didn't read the license and find that out. It's just it, it's very interesting to watch everyone get get caught up in these trends, and I'm guilty of it too. I I'm I now I did not use this app. I, I actually got curious and went looking about what's going on here. Why are so many people using it? I, I have in the past. Um, so it, it's I'm not trying to be preachy and 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 judgy. I'm just I'm trying to warn you if you haven't done it yet, watch out. I see a lot of my friends using this app, but it is an app that is is produced by a company in Saint Petersburg, Russia. I've seen several reporters suggest that there may be some dubious ties behind this company to folks in the Kremlin. And if you actually read the license, you're allowing them to store your picture and use it in perpetuity for their own commercial purposes. 
So just be careful out there with this face app thing. People can, the internet makes it so easy for us to get swept up into these sorts of things. And and this one, I was really shocked yesterday. I was actually sitting in the office after my show um, and having some of the Italian food Mark Aram brought in. And I start noticing all these people with their aged pictures and what is going on? Is there a filter? And went in search of it. There was no filter. So I went Googling and saw everybody talking about this face app thing. And that's what it was. This Russian company has convinced people to hand over their images and give them a license in perpetuity to use them. That's kind of problematic. David and Tyrone, I've only got a minute, but one, well, about a minute and a half. I want to get you in here. Okay, real quick. I would like to say something, uh, and I'm quoting from Thomas well, then Jefferson. Do it quick. In 1814, I deplore the future state in which our newspapers have passed and the malignity and vulgarity, the malicious spirit of those who write to these, our odorous and re, uh, rapidly depraving public taste lessening its relish for sound food as vehicles of information and a curb on our functionaries, they have rendered themselves useless by forfeiting all title to belief. This has, to a great degree, been produced by the violence and malignity of the party spirit. That was Thomas Jefferson, Walter Jones, 1814. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Ago. I, I got I to gotta stop you there. If we're going to read Thomas Jefferson quotes on radio, I, I, I got to stop you there, uh, as opposed to adding anything extra to it, uh, in large part because, yes, there's nothing new under the sun, and it actually is a 20th century phenomenon, actually post-Civil War phenomenon in the uh, American psyche, where reporters and media institutions – became supposedly objective, and, and they never really have been. Uh, and we're starting to see them go fully um, back to partisan operations. There is a danger here, though, in that uh, there are not any conservatives standing up funding conservative media outlets to respond. There are lots of progressive donors who are donating to fund progressive investigative reporter outlets and there aren't any on the right doing that. And it's going to put the right at a disadvantage long term when it comes to this. There, there are very few, like, though, for example, the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, but immediately, the Washington Free Beacon, labeled as a conservative site, even though they do great reporting, um, becomes problematic. Uh, I, I do want to spend a little bit of time on media bias when we come back. Uh, there is a just a, a startling, startling clip from MSNBC that you probably haven't heard that you need to hear. And, and considering what MSNBC has been talking about these last few days, it, it makes you wonder when somebody's going to ask MSNBC the same question. For many of us, we got blinds in our house. You got blinds. Blinds become an afterthought. You just think, eh, they're there. They're in place of curtains. They're what have you. They're shutters. They're, some of them are plastic. Some of them are wood. Some of them are cheap. Some of them aren't good. And now you want new blinds. You want quality blinds. You want blinds that you can be proud of. Blinds that aren't just dust collectors, but something that actually improves your home and improves the look of your home. With 15 million windows covered and over 30,000 five-star customer reviews, Blinds.com is America's number one online retailer for affordable, quality custom window coverings. Whether you're looking for energy efficiency, you just moved, you want to refresh the look of your home, Blinds.com makes the whole experience so easy and fast. Blinds.com makes the whole experience easy and fast, and every order gets free samples, free shipping, and free online design consultation. So here's what you do. You send them your pictures of your house. 
They send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will look good with your color scheme, your furniture, specific rooms. They'll even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online, and every order gets free shipping. So what do you do for a limited time? My customers, my listeners, get $20 off at Blinds.com when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. That's Blinds.com. Promo code is ERIC for $20 off. Fullwood blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, and more. Blinds.com. Promo code ERIC. Rules and restrictions apply. I got to play this audio from MSNBC. This is from Nicole Wallace. She had on a uh, Democratic member of commerce, Democratic member of commerce, I'm a Democratic member of Congress. Uh, being a Democratic member of Congress has got to be anti-commerce, uh, but had this to discuss. Listen to the question. Congresswoman, do you believe that there's any danger in the constant stream of upping the ante that seems to come from this White House and this president. His words have a long tail. They're echoed in conservative media outlets. He had social media provocateurs at the White House last week and celebrated what are usually false attacks. One of them had put out a false attack against Senator Kamala Harris. Are you concerned that this debate is getting out of control? Well, I I absolutely am. And one of them also had uh, put out a really anti-Semitic political cartoon as well. And he was welcomed into the White House. I will tell you that I am seriously worried about the lives of our four colleagues, two of which are members of the Congressional Black Caucus. But these four women go through death threats every single day. They don't talk about it very often. I'm very worried that one of them might be injured if not killed. And you remember when the guy went in and shot up the synagogue, remember who he cited? He said that the president said that they were getting funding to uh, encourage Central Americans to come over to the United States. I believe that his racist, racist, hateful rhetoric absolutely has consequences. All he needs to do is trigger somebody who is mentally unstable or who is a bigger racist than he is and somebody else is going to get hurt. I believe people have already been hurt because of his racist rhetoric. Congresswoman, I just want to get you on the record and make sure that I understand exactly what you're saying. Do you believe that other than endangering the lives of these four congresswomen that he targeted in those racist tweets, do you believe he's putting, do you believe he'd have blood on his hands if there were a racially inspired attack in this country? I absolutely believe that, yes. Do you think he would have blood on his hands? I absolutely believe that, she says. So, this blood on their hands idea. She says that the president's rhetoric inspired the guy to shoot up the synagogue. Uh, keep in mind, the guy was critical of the president because he didn't think the president was was living up to what white nationalists hoped the president would do. But what about the guy who firebombed the immigration building? And his manifesto was littered with claims by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that we were running concentration camps. What, what, what about that guy? Is there blood on AOC's hands? I mean, that guy got killed. What about with James Hodgkinson? 
James Hodgkinson attempted mass assassination of Republicans in Congress. It is indisputed that one of the things that led him to do that was this belief based on Democratic members of Congress saying that Republicans were going to kill people by repealing Obamacare. And, And he went and attempted a mass assassination of Republican members of Congress. What about Antifa out in Washington, or in Portland, Oregon, beating up Andy No, the reporter? Andy No, identified by left-wingers in the press as not one of them, as, as writing for a conservative publication. They attacked him, sent him to the hospital with, with a concussion. Is there blood on their hands? What about Floyd Lee Corkins? Uh, Floyd Lee Corkins went into the Family Research Council in Washington after the Southern Poverty Law Center listed it as an anti-gay website. Uh, went in with a bag of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, intended to gun down the employees and shove Chick-fil-A sandwiches into their mouths after they had died. Is there, there blood on the Southern Poverty Law Center? By the way, um, James Hodgkinson, also fan of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, this is, listen... I, I had somebody who's a listener here in Atlanta say it was moral relativism for me to say this, and, and he totally missed the point, I think willfully so. Um, why should we care about what the media says about the president stirring up hate when the media clearly doesn't care about the Democrats? I mean, the fact of the matter is we should care about it all, and we should care about the out-of-control rhetoric in this country, except the media intends to make Republicans care about the president's rhetoric and willfully goes out of its way to ensure no one ever has to worry about democratic rhetoric. And I have a real, real problem with that. I have a real problem with the growing anti-Semitism of the left and the Democrats. And, you know, the what's her name? Ilhan Omar was asked about her anti-Semitic comments, and she apologized a while back and now says she actually doesn't have any regrets. She meant every word of it. When we sat down with the squad yesterday for their only TV interview as a group, we asked if they had any regrets about things they have said in the past. Now, that includes vulgar words from Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib about impeaching President Trump. Do you think that that kind of language is helpful? And what did you hope would come of that? No, I mean, I, day? from day one, I truly believe that he has committed impeachable offenses. And me, you know. But even if you believe be, that, the fact cursing, that you called him. I didn't do it on the House floor. And I'm going to be unapologetic in myself. 70% of Americans curse. I'm real. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm rooted in where I come from. And it's very common for me and for many of my residents to say things like that. But so for, you don't regret folks, you don't Absolutely regret that. not. I'm apologetic about it. I'm definitely, definitely going to push forward and saying we have to impeach him. We also asked Congresswoman Ilhan Omar about her past comments suggesting some politician support for Israel is motivated by money. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle denounced those comments as anti-Semitic. Oftentimes there are uh, things that you might say might not hold weight for you but to someone else right the way that we hear um, and consume information is very different than how the next person uh, might so you don't regret your words either i do not but i have gotten the i I am grateful um, for the opportunity to really learn how my words made people feel um, and have taken uh, every single opportunity I've gotten um, to to make sure that people understood um, that I, I apologize for it and would you never, like people to, would you, never would you really like to want make it them clear to, that you were not anti-semitic oh certainly not yes would you like to make that clear yes I mean and that I, nothing I said at least to me um, was meant for that purpose <laughs> 
You, you've accused Americans of dual loyalty. You've accused Americans of being bought off by the Jews. Uh, on and on it went, uh, and yet somehow we're supposed to ignore all of this and focus on the president. Uh, to my knowledge, the president has not caused anyone to be gunned down. In fact, the the synagogue example in Pittsburgh, the the guy out in California, all of whom they wrote angrily that the president wasn't doing what they expected him to do and they wanted to take action. But meanwhile, you've got a guy firebombing ICE because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez called it a, a concentration camp, among other things. And the media doesn't want to ask Democrats about the blood on their hands. The media doesn't want to even examine the blood on their hands. Why should we bother? Seriously, I don't mean this as moral relativism because I I think we should all be deeply troubled by it. But if the left expects the right to exercise emotional energy and political energy to clean up its own side, why won't the left do the same thing? Because they don't see that there's a problem on their side. And that's deeply problematic because it means the problem on their side is going to fester even more. Now, let's see. Kenneth in Stone Mountain. Welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome, Eric. How are you? Good. Good. So um, here, here's, here's the, the, the main problem I have with the, with the Republicans, with this whole Trump fiasco. Um, and, and the response is that there's some type of, of equivalence to what the Republicans, I mean, to what the, the Democrats have said, and that we're excusing what the president has done. And here's where the problem is, because as being an African-American male who a lot of people think I'm conservative, I do have conservative principles, but I'm, I'm definitely in a Democrat camp, is that the fact is, is that the Republicans aren't necessarily taking the president accountable for what he's saying and saying that, well, oh, well, he didn't make it personal. And therefore, he 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 could be talking about anybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad about- you brought this up. Kenny. We, we got a hard break here, but stick around because because I want to I want to address this because you, you got a valid point here. Before we went to break, Kenneth called, and, and he's a Democrat, and I, I think Kenneth actually had a valid point uh, about Republicans not wanting to speak up and, and say anything about the president's tweet over the weekend. I, I think it's a very fair point. Uh, I also think that one of the reasons is because there's no alternative in the Republican Party right now. Um, and I also think that Democrats are guilty of this as well. Uh, neither side these days wants to, very few people on either side want to stand up and speak out, uh, whether it's about Ilhan Omar or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about concentration camps or the president telling these American citizens to, to go back to where they came from. And I really, listen, I say all the time, and it makes some of you mad, and you say I sound preachy and judgmental saying it, but I stand by it that our ways should not be their ways. If you think the left... Uh, runs amok and doesn't hold their own side accountable. I, I don't think that your tactic and strategy needs to be, well, let's just do what they do. Um, I think that we should all be better, all of us. Uh, and my, my only point in bringing up the media issue is that the media is very clearly taking a side in all of these situations that orange man bad 
and the media is willfully ignoring what's happening on the left. There's a story out in Tablet Magazine today, a Jewish publication, on the rise of attacks on Jews in New York City. In Orthodox communities, it is increasingly happening that Jews are being attacked in the streets of New York City. Every day there is an attack on a Jewish person, typically an Orthodox Jew. And that's not getting major media attention uh, because it's not right-wing nationalists doing the attacks. And the media should be speaking up on all sides, and they're not. And that I have a real problem with. I have a real problem with, with a lot of people in politics. You see, I'm kind of the point of where I, I, I just I, I, I just like them all. I, I just, I, I'm ready for like being a decade from now and see how things are, but I'm sure it's going to be much worse. But between the camps, I'm, I'm totally supporting President Trump for re-election because when I look at the, the insanity on the Democratic side right now and what's going on with them, and the media doesn't even want to hold them accountable. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally supporting President Trump in 2020. In fact, I made a campaign donation the other day to him. Uh, after seeing the little uh, Hate America First Suicide Squad do their press conference, like, you're absolutely right, I'm giving this man money for re-election. But I, I wish he would do better. I think he, he made an unforced error. He... he he no. There are people out there who believe that any press is good press. I'm not one of them, and I think the president is, and that just that becomes problematic to me. The phone number here four zero four eight seven two zero seven five zero one eight hundred WSB Talk. Tony and Marietta, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Great. What's going on? Uh, you've heard the saying before: Delta's ready when you are. Yeah. People have been saying this for years. If you don't like the country, get out of here. You know, you've heard the Delta thing. I mean, it's really nothing new, and I'm glad he said it. I mean, really, why don't they say something good about this country? I guarantee if you ask them to say five things good about the country, it'd take them 20 minutes to think of something. <laughs> I mean, really, man, we're tired of this, okay? American people aren't stupid. And okay, so we're over it. I, I, I'm going to thread a needle here because when it comes to Ilhan Omar, I, I'm I agree with my friend Charles Cook and disagree with my friend David French, uh, National, both of them National Review. Da David French thinks that immigrants to this country are under no higher obligation than the rest of us to um, support this country. And, and I disagree. And, and Charles Cook, who is an immigrant to this country, he and I see eye to eye. If you are an immigrant to this country and you come to this country and then decide this country is profoundly bad, uh, is morally wrong and must be completely upended and that its foundational roots are poisonous, well, then go. Uh, we, we, you don't need to be here. Sure. But what the president also said was not just about her, but was also about several people who are native-born Americans, whose parents, uh, in two of the three exceptions, were also Americans, uh, and non-immigrant Americans, uh, but descended from immigrants. And I genuinely believe, and I know some of you disagree, that when the president says, if you don't like it, go back to where you came from, and means it as a blanket, not just Ilhan Omar, but to these people who are American citizens, uh, I, I really do think that a lot of immigrants in this country who are proud American citizens hear that as the president thinks they are somehow themselves uh, second-class citizens, that they can be, now that they are American citizens, go home. Frankly, I think someone like Ilhan Omar shouldn't be here. She sure, certainly shouldn't be in Congress. And I totally agree in that regard with her. Uh, and I do absolutely vehemently think if you are an immigrant to this country, 
then I do think that there is a higher burden on you to support this country because we allowed you to come. And for you to come and to say, you know what, I hate this country. It's it's morally evil. It was founded by white supremacists, and it fundamentally needs to be changed. Well, I'm offended by that, and you should leave if you don't like it. You should have known what you were getting into. What's so striking to me is that how much of the polling suggests most people agree on that issue. Now, polling shows that a, a slight majority of Americans did think the president shouldn't have said what he said. But also, a majority of Americans support the, de- the ICE deportations. And a significant plurality of Americans do believe that immigrants who come to this country and decide they hate this country don't need to stay. And it is increasingly a media manufactured situation that this story perpetuates itself the media thinks they've got the president on something and they are completely overplaying their hand on this there is more and more polling out even among hispanic voters that thinks the president crackdown on immigration is a good thing and you would never know that from the way the media covers these stories but that being said the democrats were fighting with each other last week they were bloodying each other up And the president decided to wade into it and tweeted something that allowed the Democrats to stop beating each other up and attack him and force Republicans on defense. I know he was trying to to escalate the situation among Democrats. I, I, I understand that. But I don't think it worked the way he intended. But, 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 as I told a friend of mine at the White House, I have I have great faith in the Democrats to be able to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Why? Because President Trump has a remarkable habit of allowing Democrats to reveal their true selves, and more and more Americans are realizing they really don't like the Democrats' true selves. Well, so Democrats in the House of Representatives just killed an impeachment resolution. Yeah, that's right. Um, The bulk of the House Democrats joined with the Republicans to block an impeachment resolution from moving forward and it's going to be interesting to watch the meltdown now of the there is the final vote 332 to 95 137 democrats uh blocking this hey by the way if any of you own a print shop that can do signs and stuff for the resurgent gathering let me know we got to get our signs and stuff printed soon and i'd prefer to use somebody local instead of like a kinko's or something